Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. This is your host, Tracy Doherty. As mentioned in previous episodes, we are celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the Freedom Challenge. We're creating this Selah, a pause to look at what the Lord has done. And this month, We're featuring stories from Freedom Sisters who were a part of the beginning of the Freedom Climb, now called the Freedom Challenge. But before we do that, I want to highlight something really special this month, the Kathy Anderson Memorial Scholarship Fund. The Freedom Challenge began with the vision of many of our dear friends, Kathy Anderson. She wanted to seek her own personal freedom and to advocate for the lives of women and children whose freedom is challenged every day through modern-day slavery. You know, she wasn't alone in that desire. In 2012, as she climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with other women, and now countless others continue this mission. The Kathy Anderson Scholarship Fund is specifically for women who have a passion and a desire to be a part of this movement by sharing their own stories, raising funds, and helping educate the world on the devastating effects of human trafficking and modern-day slavery. This scholarship is available to women who need the financial support, and if that's you, you can apply on our website. We'll also provide a link in the show notes, and we invite you into utilizing the Kathy Anderson Scholarship Fund. Now, today I have the privilege of having a conversation with Tina Raines. Some of you may remember her as Tina Yeager. Tina was the director of the Freedom Challenge prior to my coming in 2017. And one of my memories that I treasure about Tina long before I ever envisioned that I would be sitting in this role is her compassion and her passion. It is electric and it inspires the heart. It would be impossible to pause and look at what the Lord has done over these past 10 years without taking a look at the foundational leaders of this movement. But before we do that, I want to say an official, hearty, thankful welcome to Tina Raines. Would you greet our sisters, Tina, and our listeners and introduce yourself? Many of you already know her and you love her, so maybe you'll just feel like you're caught up on what's been going on her life. Welcome, Tina. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for having me. It's so wonderful to be with you today. Exciting. It's amazing that it's 10 years, 10 years ago, as Facebook has been doing the pop-up pictures constantly. It's just, it's just so exciting. And it's always just beautiful memories. There's so many great, amazing memories. So um, 
since I have been with the Freedom um, Challenge, I always say Freedom Climb. I, I'm still old school a little bit there. That's um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, Tina, we're going old school today. So you can yeah, bring it back. Yeah, we're old school. You're oh bringing it back. I love it. It's it's amazing. Well, since, since I left, I've gotten married. Um, my husband and I together, I had four children and he had three. So combined, we now have seven and we have seven amazing grandkids who they all call me Mimi. So that's my favorite thing nowadays is Mimi, Mimi. (laughs) So what's interesting about that though, is actually my marriage kind of starts on Mount Kilimanjaro, Mm. um, from the first freedom climb. So Cindy Ryan, yes, it's so crazy. So Cindy Ryan, who became one of my best friends, she and I were teammates from Fort Lauderdale area, and she introduced me to her cousin in 2017, Mm. and we are now married, and I'm family with her. So it actually, I was thinking about this morning, thinking, you know, it kind of all stems back to God's plan of Mount Kilimanjaro, and here I am married to my wonderful husband, and Mm -hmm. now we serve together and coach together at... um, marriage retreats. And yeah, so God's just so good. So faithful. Mm, I love that story. That is, I didn't even know those connections. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. And, and Tina, you might, you might, um, notable, I'm having my first grandchild. So, Hey, I can learn oh. from you. You've got a whole seven. That oh my is, goodness. That's a slew. So <laughs> we have four that haven't even had children yet. So oh my goodness, I love it. I would love for you to catch us up on what you've been up to, because I know you've been up to some pretty remarkable things. So tell us what's going on. So, you know, it's really exciting how God works. Right before um, COVID, we started Masterpiece Women and it's masterpiecewomen.org. It's a movement of women pursuing authentic, deep community, personal and professional excellence, and local and global impact for good. And the heart behind that really is that women would come together. But God has shown me over and over and over, and he shows you, I'm sure, every day too, Tracy, is when women come together, there's something incredible that they're able to achieve when they put them in the center and they have this authentic community and passion that grows together. And so we are doing monthly luncheons that um, we bring in great leaders here in our community in South Florida, and they share about you know leadership tools. And we also invite other ministries in the area to come share what they're doing because I'm all about collaboration. I believe that God wants his girls to collaborate. I believe he wants us to collaborate as ministries, as business leaders, as women, as moms, collaboration, we're so much more effective. So we're doing that. And we also have a membership that helps women build businesses God's way. And it really gives step-by-step instructions and support. And we have a whole membership community where we're um, supporting them and really just helping them to take their career and their ministries to the next level. And so I've been doing some consulting for different ministries for fundraising. i Coach LifeWork Leadership, which is uh, sponsored by the National Christian Foundation down here. I'm on an advisory board for Elevate Life Educational Foundation, which is really building the leaders of our next generation. 
So that's really my great focus. And I also have been serving as a trustee in the last few years for Elite Foundation, which is a um, foundation combating here locally exploitation and human trafficking. So I'm still an advocate. And mm-hmm. I'll have you know, even last month at our luncheon, we highlighted Freedom Challenge. I know we're having oh. a South Florida Freedom Challenge coming up. Yes. And so we highlighted Freedom Challenge and tried to get mm-hmm. the women engaged to do something for someone else, not just grow for themselves, but to really make an impact in the world. So that's, that's a, what I've been doing. That's a great update. You've been busy, girl. There's you've got yes. mar- you've got marriages, you've got you've <laughs> got grandbabies, you've got ministries. I mean, it's just flying out of your fingertips. And something I have always I highlighted your compassion and your passion, but how that plays out for the lives of women, the way that you bring people together. Um, it's beautiful. And certainly all of that goodness has been deposited in the foundations of the Freedom Challenge. And for that, I am so grateful. And with that, I would, I want to just jump into, we're going to call it the Freedom Climb. We get to be old school right now. But uh, Tina, you originally participated in 2012, but there's a story behind that. And, um, you know, at that time, you probably had no idea what this journey, where it would take (laughs) you or what it would turn into. But, you know, first off, I'd be curious just to know what was your why? You know, what was the why to your yes? Because, you know, all of these, there's many women that are listening to this that are going to be like, I've been thinking about doing a freedom challenge or a regional challenge or going on a trip for a long time. And, um, you know, there's always a why. So, I would love for you to speak into that. Tell us about that. Absolutely. Well, it really started for me. I'll go back and talk about old school. So I was one of those kids that had suffered um, exploitation as a child. So there's always been this passion. I was blessed because I um, found out who Jesus was when I was 12. So I began Mm -hmm. a course of healing and a life of healing. And so I always have had a passion for women that have been exploited to have that same freedom and for children. So I've always been involved in boys and girls clubs and different organizations. And in 2010, the Lord started speaking to me saying, I want you to use your gift and talents. And granted, I was on all kinds of boards of directors in our community, great organizations. Mm. But he said, I want you to use your gifts and talents for me. And I said, okay, well, so I just thought, well, I'm going to get off the non-Christian boards and get on the Christian boards. And that's using his my gifts and talents for him. That wasn't it. So then mm-hmm. I went to India. He was very specific. And um, he said, go to India on this mission trip. I knew I was supposed to do a mission trip. And it was this, it was a very extensive month or two of confirmation, confirmation, confirmation. I kept going, Lord, I don't want to go to India. I wanted mm-hmm. to go where my friends were going. I wanted to go on these other mission trips where pastors were that I had relationships with. I just, you know, I had my own perspective. He's like, no, this is where I want you to go. Hmm. So when he called me to India, he just rocked my world. And I knew that I had to do something different. I met a beautiful woman who was passionate about helping women and children. And so as time went on, I came home from India after that mission trip. And I said, Lord, what is it you want me to do with this? I knew there was something but I just could not tangibly see what he was calling me to do with that. And in the meantime, 
I had already um, closed my business. I'd already sold the largest portion of it, but I closed my business and I was serving on multiple ministries. And one of the ministries in our local community is my head pastor, as a matter of fact, offered me a position with them. And I just loved that ministry. And so when they offered it to me, I was so honored. But the Lord said, that's not what I have for you. I'm like, what do you, what, what? <laughs> and meanwhile, I, so I go, I climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And when I do, I come off of it. And girl, I gave oh. all my equipment away to the Chirpas. I was like, I'm done. I'm never coming back climbing another mountain. This is not my gig. And of course, God just laughed at me. And so one thing led to another. And <laughs> when I came back, I was approached by OM. And um, Kathy Anderson, actually, who, of mm -hmm. course, was our leader at the time, had literally had a vision at the top of the mountain. She says, Tina, when you pass by, the Lord told me you would be the one to lead this. And he'd been preparing you. And I was like, really? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking to myself, God, you're going to have to tell me that because that's not what you told me. You told me I was done. I gave all my stuff away anyway. Um, but I prayed and I just knew wow. like I had a sense I'm supposed to do this. And it was not one of those things. I There's so many women that are passionate about hiking mm. and passionate about the women. So they're able to combine their passion of hiking with their passion for exploitation in, in the cause. I was not one of those women. I'd never been passionate about hiking. And so it was just a real stretch, but it was such an honor. And um, it was a stretching for me in a lot of ways. And there was so many ways I grew in that season. But yet that very first freedom climb, I, I'll never forget what I realized. And that's part of what I why I believe God's called me to what I'm doing now is I shared my testimony for the first time with the mission trip group when we went to India and it was the first time and it had such a profound impact on several of the people because they saw me as this business leader in the community, this, um, I don't know if they thought I was, you know, born with a golden spoon or something, but that's not who I was. I grew up in poverty. I grew up in abuse. I had a really poor childhood. And so when I saw what an effect it had on them, the Lord told me I'm when I was going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro to share that testimony with the hundreds of people that came to my fundraiser that I did because we had to raise the $10,000. And it was life-changing for so many people to come to me and say, I'm dealing with the same thing. Mm. And just to see that my vulnerability, my authenticity enabled other people to be vulnerable and be authentic. And I feel like that's a beautiful piece of what Freedom Challenge, um, Freedom Climb, um, as it was, um, allowed for so many of us to be voices for these voiceless women and children. But it also allowed us the freedom to actually share our stories, which enabled so many other women to go, oh, I have that story too, which brings them freedom. Because as we share our difficulties and how God got us through that, it enables other women to be able to do the same. And so to yeah. me, that's a very powerful piece of what transpired on that mountain. And one thing led to another when we got back that I said yes to leading it. <laughs> I love how you're framing out your why, because uh, that people wrestle with that. Like, you know, what would motivate someone to have the, I mean, like, 
audacious desire and energy to actually raise the funds to to train and to do such a thing and what you laid out was your own pain and God's healing in that and then how he used that very thing that would be something you know you are like I don't want to tell this story and then you tell it and you see so many women drawn to wanting their own freedom as they're watching you engage it and that all of those experiences going to India you know seeing other individuals impacted by you know the exploitation their vulnerability you reflecting on that in your own life and then being willing to say yes and the power that that brought to you in informing that yeah. why that's really beautiful i have a little picture of a little girl i saw in india that i use on all my little powerpoints that i did when i would mm. share to raise the funds and say she is my why nice. because i'll never forget when the um, pastor said to me okay right now she's begging on the street corner she was three years old but two years from now they'll be selling her for sex and it rocked my world i thought okay how do we allow that to happen mm. and oftentimes you know what seems like is standing in our way is the way so you were probably even identifying with some of those um you know, those little pieces within your own little girl's soul and seeing that visually, but how God was creating a storyline through you that was informing that why that would then help others say their big yes to God. And, you know, I find that often when we do say yes, that it involves so much more than we ever imagined. Um, you know, I'm thinking back when you were leading the Freedom Challenge me wrestling with Kathy going, ah, I'm not going to tell this woman that I want to go on this hike with seven summits because I know the minute I do, she's going to, you know, she's going to be on me. And I remember the first time that she said, well, why don't we just go on a hike? You know, you've, you may have not heard this story, but I didn't even have tennis shoes, Tina. I, I said yes that day, just showing up to an ordinary hike without tennis shoes, totally ill-equipped to so much more than I had ever imagined. And I know that's your case too. You know, here you go to Kilimanjaro, you're, you're meeting this woman with these fiery blue eyes that's passionate. And all of a sudden she's hearing that this is um, quite potentially something that God has for you. And you're saying yes. So like even the idea that you were willing to God had began to shape you're going to be letting go of these things and picking up a new vision he had already been doing that work in you so when the opportunity came you were ready to say yes to use your talents for him so i don't know is there anything else you want to say and speak into that because i'm sure there are many of people that are listening that are saying what will be behind my yes well, I would say, you know, God does prepare us and it comes in very different ways. But oftentimes, and especially when it came to the Women of Freedom Climb and Freedom Challenge, it really, you would hear God's voice calling them and they would share their stories of how he called. So I always told every woman who just had that little nudge from the Holy Spirit that would say, well, I might, well, and I remember talking to one of the women who said, 
I'm never climbing. I said, I'd be careful with that never because you never know what God's going to call you to do. And I feel like every time I tell God I'm not doing something, he goes, young lady, I'm uh, I'm telling you, this is what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, yes, sir. <laughs> you know? Because he will call in those small voices sometimes and listen, because it is a it is a once in a lifetime opportunity when you know that you know God's called you to do something, you say yes, and as difficult as it might be, it is so rewarding to see what God does with it. And I will tell you, in the time I served at Freedom Climb was probably the most difficult time of my entire adult career. And and for many reasons. I mean, from you know, the challenges of the climbs to the subject matter, there's, it was just a really difficult season, but yet the most rewarding, wonderful um, season of my life as well. The friendships to this day, uh, I call them sisters. I mean, we're family. So yeah, it's, it's a real gift. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to say, if you don't go, you don't know. You know, there's like mysteries and messages all out in those places that are like so, so fascinating. What God does to weave lives together, what he does to mend hearts. But then all of that gathered up for the benefit of others, women and children across the world. So it's, it's beautiful. And you're, you're just... All in the foundation, you know, I, I do seek to say to you and we say, look at what the Lord has done over the last 10 years. There are some amazing women who had the faith to say yes, to step out in something new at great sacrifice, you being one of them, to create something that would have longevity. And we're just getting started. So I just say thank you for your yes. Thank you for the way that you planted seed and faith and prayer and tears and sacrifice into the Freedom Challenge and how that continues on full force in God. So love it, Tina. I want to look back on some of those early years and let's just make it real simple. What was your most meaningful story? So I always go back to those, there's so many of them, (laughs) but I would say, you know, one of the things I love, love, love leading the freedom, um, climb with Kathy, like it was, it was such a blessing because even though, you know, we technically had two different roles, she was the international leader. I was the national leader. We really did it all together. It was just such a beautiful bond and our heart really was to to see the women set free that came. Not only did we want to set free, did we want God to set free the women and children we were climbing for, but we wanted every time that we had an event that the women would sense the Holy Spirit so greatly that their lives would be changed and impacted forever. And so that was really the heart behind each event we did. And our first event, well, it wasn't our first event, it was our first climb. We had a conference right after we did Kilimanjaro. That was awesome too. But in this, our seven summits, which was your first climb as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was, that was a hard. That was a hard one. <laughs> it was Holy brutal. Smoke. It was brutal. Holy um, smokes! I was, I was like, "Who did I sign up for? This is wild." <laughs> but it was amazing. Our the most beautiful moment was this: was 
We had one woman in particular, and back in those days, you had to sign up for Freedom Climb as a as a um, mission trip. And so it kind of went through that process. So you had to be evangelical to be able to attend, et cetera. And there was one young lady that had registered that I knew wasn't. And Kathy and I had prayed about it. We talked about it. We mulled over it and just said, you know, we really feel like she's supposed to be there. And all of us here in South Florida were praying for this individual and getting to know her. And um, she didn't know Jesus as her savior. And we went to the climb and as, you know, she and I are hiking one morning, I said to her, I said, are you, are you feeling comfortable? I, you know, I want to make sure that you're comfortable. Is everything good? She goes, Tina, I've never felt so comfortable in my entire life. She goes, this is amazing. And I, I'm so happy to, I'm so happy that you, you're, she goes, am I the only one that's not a Christian? I said, yeah, <laughs> technically, yes. So I said, what, well, you know, you can be though. And we had the privilege of, she goes, yes, I want it. I said, well, can we, can we do with the team? Cause our team had gone up. She and I were still talking. So I'm yelling to the team ahead, wait, 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 come back. And so they all stopped and they're all looking at me like, why are you making a stop on this ledge? You know, and, but I was so excited. And so we had the privilege of leading her to Christ on the mm-hmm. side of the mountain And to me, that was really exactly what the Freedom Climb was all about, was women knowing how valuable they were to the Lord, not just the women that we were climbing on behalf of to raise funds in the projects for, but the women that were coming. And she knew how loved she was by the other women around her. She knew how much God loved her so much that she... um, accepted him as her savior that day. And we were able to lead our, our um, guide from Mount Kilimanjaro. I was able to lead him to Christ on our bus. Like those are two, and we did a lot of climbs, but those are like my two, when those memories come up, I just tears roll, roll up in my eyes because that really is why we're here. Right. I love those stories. And I remember hearing little snippets about this precious woman coming to Christ at seven summits, but to hear it from your perspective is really fun. So thank you for that. I want to hear your funniest memory. There's always stories out on these adventures. This was Kathy's funniest. She would call it her poop story. Mm. And I won't go into great, great detail because it's not, it's, it's pretty graphic. Um, but she just thought it was the funniest thing. She told everybody. She just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, it's not that funny. It was funny. I have to, I have to stop you, Tina. If if, what's a freedom challenge without a good poop story, it's just what it is. You know, like, come on. We're, if you're listening. Oh my gosh. Go ahead. So going into, so we were going on Everest and as some of you may have heard that climb on Everest, we got bad water the first, I believe bad water the first year. So out of 45 women, um, 42 of us went up, three stayed behind. Um, everybody had this stomach bug. Mm. It was not a good thing. So we had doctors and nurses. I was a nurse, so it was good. And we had doctors with us. So we were all fine. Everybody was safe. Everybody was good. However, 
um, you know, it took a lot out of us. So we lost a day and um, we ended up splitting some of the girls that weren't super strong hikers because we knew we were going to have to go a little bit faster, went down with Kathy and a different route. And then um, the other ones um, that felt like they could manage because, and it wasn't that some of these weren't strong hikers. Some of them were just weak because they'd lost mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, they've been sick for a, a couple of days. And so we, there's about 27 of us that went up to the top of the mountain and up to Mount Calipatar. So coming back down, I got sick again. And you have to understand we're now about, oh, about 10 days of hiking day after day. I'd been sick. I also got a cold while I was on there and I'm leading the whole thing. I mean, I was just so spent. I was stretched beyond anything I'd ever expected ever experienced in my entire life. And we're coming down the mountain. I'm sick to my stomach and I go to go down the side of the hill and I'm not feeling so well. I recognize I have no toilet paper oh, no. left. And there was a little tree that was just, anyway, I don't even know how to describe it without being gross, but I'm just going to tell you, I was an entire oh. mess. It was just disgusting. Oh. And I have no nothing left. And I'm just bawling by now. <laughs> now I'm just spent. I'm bawling. And Debbie <laughs> walks by. And I'm just crying up the mountain. Debbie! But it was just that, that moment of complete other desperation. And she comes down. She comes down. She helps me get cleaned up oh. and gives me what I need and all of that. And it was awful. It was horrible. But yet it was the funniest thing afterwards. It was disgusting, but it was hysterical. Oh. We laughed till we, I mean, till our bellies ached afterwards. But at the time, it was like the most horrible experience of my lifetime. That's, you know what? I love what my husband says. Why are sometimes our worst stories our funnest memories? It's just so true. Our oh worst stories are our, our best memories. But I think like when I think about that, and I'm not even joking, like what's a good challenge without a, a good, you know, body functioning story? It's kind of all part of that. But with that, you know, what's so special is something happens in those moments where we we are vulnerable beyond imagination and we're in a place where we need each other so much and we're the human experience is so amplified and so big and then you have all of this you know just real support and even in this case you just needed to laugh like the, the this thing needed to, the pressure needed to come off with laughter <laughs> and um and you know it's one thing that we're we're thinking about um you know early beginnings Kathy had a brilliant way of just being able to laugh at the things that you're like, this is irreverent, or I don't think, I don't know that this is that funny. And it really did help <laughs> shift the environment. And so that's, that's kind of what happened there. It it's did. Cool. Well, it did. It was always fun. You knew when you were with yeah, Kathy, you were going to have sure. fun. I laughed so, yes. so many times over the silliest things we would just yeah. get belly aches from laughing so hard about things. It was just so much fun. Love it. Well, we have to start wrapping up, but in close, this is the question. How has the freedom challenge? So we're looking back, look at what the Lord has done over these last 10 years. How has the freedom challenge transformed your life? 
You know, it's it really transformed it in so many ways. I look back at that season and um, there's so many ways that God was working that at the time, and even in some of the exhaustion, quite honestly, that you don't realize what it was he was doing, the growth that um, he was accomplishing, the pruning he was doing in me that I needed, (laughs) Um, the relationships, invaluable, um, because relationships help you grow and they help, you know, mold who you are. And so many, so many of the things in my life now are molded by so many of the amazing women that have come together that are, you know, the, the relationships, the hours and hours on the mountains with the Lord and just hearing his voice so clearly through so much of that. And also experiencing going to the different projects around the world were a huge impact in my life. Um, you know, mm-hmm. serving the refugees in Greece. I went with a group of women on a mission trip with Freedom Climb. That was one of the most amazing mm-hmm. few days serving with those young ladies and pouring into them and talking firsthand to the refugees and experiencing with them what they're literally sitting in their tents experiencing mm-hmm. and they're sharing what their lives are like. Or Moldova is a big passion of mine. And I think of them right now with what they're dealing with Ukraine. I can I can picture what's going on because having been there. And um, so there's so many ways that for me that it was such an incredible experience and such a gift. It was a real gift from the Lord to be able to be with the women and um, be in the projects and see the work being done. I'm still connected with several of the missionaries from around the world. Um, We talked, one of them just recently I was talking to and as a matter of fact, a couple of my virtual assistants are actually from the Philippines, introduced to me mm. by our leader there. Beautiful. So, it's just it's just a beautiful connection how God makes this planet into a very small place when you bring people together from all over the world to do mm. what he's called them to do. So it is a beautiful thing. And I appreciate you having me. And I... You know, I look back, I grew so much even just just being a part of Kathy's life, because if anybody knows Kathy, they know what an impact she was. She was kind. She was passionate. And I think I shared recently her, you know, the very last video she did with me on the Alps, because she was determined she was going to finish that Alps climb. And the last video, she was, you know, Tina, it's not about the fundraising. It's not about organization. It's not about any of that. She says, I just want people to know that Jesus is the lover of their souls. And at the end of the day, that's why we're here, right? Is so that the women know that Jesus is the lover of their souls, whether it's the women and children in the projects that we're climbing on behalf of, or if it's the women that are coming to climb, we just want them to know that Jesus is the lover of their souls. And I, leave you with that. I want every one of you to know that you're a masterpiece created by the Lord who loves you deeply and he is a lover of your soul. What I appreciate about your words is how much it resembles what I said in the beginning. You are your compassion and your passion. Um, I'm sure all of you who are listening can hear both of those things. Most of what you're talking about is the interpersonal relationships that you that you built the community that you felt, the people that you touched, 
and then locking into this that Jesus, you know, God in human form would reveal himself to individual people. And that's really what it's about, people. And I appreciate that. And you as a person, Tina, your life and your leadership has helped build this remarkable, lasting ministry. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for the time together, your legacy, your effort. It is not forgotten. It is seen. And we appreciate you. Tina Rains. God bless you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Friends, don't forget that this month we are featuring the Kathy Anderson Scholarship Fund, the month of April, all of April. The link to get to that is in the show notes. And together we're going to continue this journey at looking up what the Lord has done. Join us next time as I talk to another Freedom Sister who's been transformed by this sisterhood and has contributed significantly to the early shaping of the Freedom Challenge. And until next time, let's do good by helping enslaved women and children do more than you ever thought physically possible, maybe even Kilimanjaro this year, and do it together. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.